That was Risk It All by GQ Capone, and you're listening to Yuppie Noir. And we are back with another episode of the Yuppie Noir podcast. This is Kyler. Be merch. And the illustrious and sensational young Dwizzy. Do you ever want to think about these things before no. we start? Like, why, why do you wait till we get into it to, <laughs> like, try and go we off do the it door? Live. We, That's you're, how you the freestyle, man. I don't know. I don't know if your freestyle game is there. Ratings, maybe. Look, cool. You look, know what I mean? But sometimes you got to write it, it's fine, bro. Well, look, no. But the thing <laughs> Everybody is. Everybody can't be Jay Z. Everybody can't go off the dome. That's valid. I, the way I like, I like to look what you at did it. With the caveat there. So you said, yeah. Segway, man. Set himself off. Yeah, cool. It's cool. Segway Kings. All I'm saying is sometimes being off the top is very authentic. And I think our listeners like to relate to that and can. Yeah. Feel yeah, but not with the intro, man. And, and it only works when you <laughs> execute it. It's like it, you could go off the top and get, with the authenticity, but you still got to land the. Sometimes you, you still stick the land. I gotta shoot. Sometimes you gotta shoot My just boy to shoot. Kick flip and then just you miss a right. hundred of shots you don't take. Well, right now you at zero percent. I'm shooting though. I'm shooting <laughs> shoot. Maybe point one. What up, Dion? Waiters. Miss hundred of shots you don't take. So this is the Yuppie Noir podcast. This is a podcast about young black urban professionals, uh, which. We are ourselves. I would like to um, thank. You like to thank who? I would like to thank that. Oh, you like to thank? Yes, indeed. <laughs> um, but I just want to thank God. <laughs> silly day, silly day. But we're coming to you on a on a Wednesday. How are you guys feeling? I'm alright. You know, same old, same old. Be merch here. That's all. You know, nothing really uh, to report. Um, I'm excited for this for this weekend. We got the brunch coming up for one of our friends' Absolutely. birthdays. You know, so I'm looking forward to that. Mm. Sending that you up text at 3 p.m. Whoa. Oh, crazy. Whoa. 3 p.m. It's oh, like, aren't you? Okay, got it. <laughs> Man, guys, guys, keep up with me. I thought you, nah, I thought you, thought you said 3 a.m. I thought you said 3 a.m. I, 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 I didn't know you meant p.m. like that, but okay. Um, What about you, Dwizzy? What was the question? How's everything going in your life? Is everything copacetic? Anything you're looking forward to? Anything that happened over this past weekend that you would like to share with us as look, well as the crowd? Look, I'm blessed. Um, just had my MRI, mm. you know, but now it's, what's, what's the verdict? Do you have anything? No. That, so that's, that's oh my, my I have, so I have my issue. This is the never ending story of the Achilles. guys. Guys, can this you please real. hit me up? I need to know if the process is like this for everybody. So I got my MRI Friday. We're, we're, we're Wednesday. Uh, I called, you know, just say, Hey, what's going on? Y'all got it. They said, yeah, we got your stuff. We're, you know, reviewing it. Let's schedule an appointment for us to, you know, go over it. They want to schedule it two weeks later. Oh. Again, I just don't understand. Like, Why two weeks? That's what I'm saying. This shit is something life or death. No urgency. So I'm going right. to start putting some pressure on these motherfuckers real quick. Mm. Start flipping some stuff. Applying pressure. Yo, and I hate to be that guy, but like right now. Shaking the table. <laughs> shaking the table. But this, this boy's going to be like booby, man. Yo, this, <laughs> this, this is unprofessional. <laughs> I, like my leg, my, my ankle could have fell off by now. Mm. And they told me it's a two to three week process type thing. Mm. <laughs> you know, maybe, I don't know, but. A strongly worded letter. It sounds like it's in order. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. You know, but other than that, I'm chilling. You know. No doubt, chilling. You know, stress free. As you should be, summertime. You know, vibing. Summer, summer, summer. You know, once this little rain can kind of pass a little right. bit, we should oh, be yeah, straight. Yeah, we had tornadoes last week. Yeah, tornado watching. It's so weird because like I get like May showers, April showers bring May flowers. Right. I ain't seen but, the flowers yet. Yeah, and, and we <laughs> seeing rain now. We we running behind schedule though. That's what it is. Why? why? Global warming is real. Mother Nature acting crazy. I don't know. What's Al Gore when you need him? <laughs> What's he gonna do? Right. I'm just saying he he knew about this a long time ago. Got in the shook and then what? <laughs> like, come on, man. Um, but I had a great weekend. Uh, started off on Saturday uh, when I was able to go to the Roots picnic. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and my dad end up going. He was looking fly, you know. 
Still, still keeping it rocking at fifty-two. Had mm-hmm. the neon shorts. We kind of color coordinated a little bit because we. That's both, where you get the shorts game both from. Went the neon thing. <laughs> Absolutely. <Yeah. laughs> Apple don't fall too far from the tree. <laughs> but um, so we went to that. Uh, got to see some some really talented artists. Got to see Ari Lennox perform. She was great. Got to see her super talented vocally and on the instruments. She played the drums. She played the electric guitar. Um, and sang, so she's super awesome. Tanking the bangers. If you haven't heard of, um, you know that that uh, group, they're they're super talented. Blueface, it's a no for me, dog. Especially I, live. I could have skipped that. That joint was terrible. <laughs> but um, and then there there was a little bit of a controversy though because so apparently during Little Baby's set there was a um, somebody shouted out that they saw a gun. And so everybody in the crowd just started running, and there was a stampede that ensued. About five people got injured, um, but, you know, nobody, you know, there was no gun. Um, it was just a false alarm, I guess. Uh, but luckily, nobody was, you know, uh, fatally injured, um, and the show must go on. So uh, then we also got to see the Joe Budden podcast. They performed a live show there. Very funny. Uh, they did For the Love of Them All. Um, so super talented individuals there. I was that was something I had never seen before or heard of before. It's like a podcast stage. They literally had a stage for all of the podcasts to come up and perform and do their thing. So that was that was dope. Um, so just shout out to and then the Roots closed it out at nine o'clock. Um, so just shout out to the Roots as a whole. Shout Quest Love. Shout out Black Thought and the whole rest of the Roots. Uh, illustrious so overall, roots. the Roots paid it right. So uh, must go for our listeners if they haven't went. I would highly recommend it. Um, it was a lot of fun. Normally, they, they had it at Penn's Landing, but this year it was at Fairmount Park, so it was a little bit more spread out, uh, a little more things to do. Um, you're not so cramped and confined, and I, I just dig, dug the atmosphere. It was all positive vibes, um, so highly recommend. Two thumbs up. Is it a place, you know, maybe bring a, a lady friend? Oh, totally, for okay. sure. You bring a lady friend. You go with a group of friends. Okay. You go with your parents if you're so inclined, <laughs> like I did. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's a it's a it's a fun time was had by all, no doubt. Hopefully, one day we can get to the, the roots picnic where we'll be on the main stage on the podcast, on the podcast stage, stage sure. you know, absolutely. Showcase our, our abilities, no doubt. That's for sure. And you know, um, Mr. Grizzly Mac. Uh, birthday just passed as well. Yesterday, <coughs> yes. June fourth. Yes, indeed. Gemini season. Full effect. Full effect. You know, <laughs> they say that Gemini's are some of the worst signs, I guess. But I, I, I don't know. I know a lot of Gemini's. A lot. There are a lot of. They're a fun time. You know, really fun guys. Like Kawhi. There we go. You're picking up what I'm putting down. Okay. Um. So yeah, had my birthday yesterday. Um. Blessed to see another year. Um, I think what was it Nipsey said? I thought it was chess moves, but it was God's grace. Mm. So I'm I'm just I'm absolutely blessed. Spent the whole day with my my pop. Um, we end up going golfing. Uh, so we played we played a full 18. Um, it was my first time being a- actually out on a course instead of just like hitting at the range. Yeah. Um, so it was a lot of fun. It was very difficult. Yeah, no, but, it is. Yeah. But he he was he's very good. So as an instructor. He was giving me a lot of game, yeah. and so I, I would say maybe there were like four or five like really good shots that I hit. Yeah. But when I hit those, I was I was feeling myself. Okay. Right. Okay. And so I think I got the bug a little bit. He yeah. gave me a pair of clubs, so they in my trunk. I think I saw on my way home. There's a golf course near here, yeah. so Very I'm gonna close. go. I'm gonna try and go um, go hit a few, work on my form. But I hit a, hit a putt from like I don't know, maybe like 20 feet out. It was deep. It was deep, deep. Okay, then, you know, I had I, I, hit, I, hit, I, hit, I hit one in the sand and in, in the uh, in the sand. Uh, what do you call it? The, bu- the bunker. The bunker. Yeah. Hit it in the bunker, but use my sand wedge to get out of it. Chipped it right up onto, laid it right up onto the grain, right by the hole. Easy putt. Easy peasy. <laughs> you know, so my, my my chipping was very good. I just got to work on my uh, my tee shot. My tee shot is horrible, horrendous. I love really how bad. Kyla knows the vernacular, and you know. Cause I, I was trying to make a thing where I don't think black people really know about golf. I remember, like that. yeah, I remember. but it's cool. It, it sounds like y'all, y'all, um, y'all know your stuff. You know, Brandon just helped you out a little. Yep. You know, okay. there, there, there was a sequence where we went bogey, birdie, par, par, uh, bogey. Okay, and so that's that, that's <laughs> that's, that's one bad. stroke off a of par, that's baby. Like four, 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 five stretch. I mean, for it, where yeah, that birdie that, at? That, 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 I said I had a birdie. Oh no, I'm saying I need one. Oh, okay, you have one. Okay, bogey, okay. birdie, right, okay. par, par, right. bogey. Okay, that technically on. 
right. only one off one, one off par. That, that's pretty good. That's almost scratch golf. Yeah, no, it is. No, so, no, no. You talking about overall, right? That's one off. Of, that's one off a of par, right? Correct. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so a lot of fun. I'm definitely going to continue to go back and hone my game, hone my craft, my <laughs> skills. Um, and you know, Dwight, I'm telling you, I think it would be yep. beneficial for you, especially when you're making those big deals. A lot of a lot of deals get done on the golf course. Yeah, but it, it, I, I I think I'm at a good place because I'm trash. So they, I think someone would like to do a deal with somebody that's a little weak. Because if I'm nice at it, no, but nah. you can't be so trash that okay. you're slowing the game. Yeah. Down. Okay, no, okay. You, okay. You, you can't be like booty, like because then they're not going to want to play with you because it's right, going right. to take forever. Right, so right, right. I'm good at all. Good at is getting it, getting it on the green. When okay, I, once I get on the green, I got to do better with yeah, the putting. So your short game is, yeah. is lacking. That's, 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 that's right. it. See, with me, that's my it. short game is the best game. I used to do the putt putts in the mini. I'm good with the short. The long, I don't. Ah. Hey yo. Hey, I'm just playing. I'm K. It is what it was. Okay, it's fine. Who was saying that? It is what it was. Who said any of that? I mean, if you, you want to sure? out yourself on the podcast, I mean, but sure. do your thing. Sure. I mean, I wasn't even going there. All right, but, all right, but we got we got a but lot. Go, no, speaking go on that Shoot. though. So this past weekend, yes. There was an event at uh, Liberty State Park. Yes, okay. In Jersey City. I think it's the Boove Clico Polo Classic, I believe, is the name of the event. Yes, a polo event. Mm-hmm. A polo match, right? And in this case, I didn't know what the event was. You know, I'm just uh, casually bro- uh, browsing through my social media. See a lot of people of uh, minority dressed up, hanging out Very at this dapper. event. Look at, oh, looking great at this event. I'm like, y'all, where they at? I'm like, oh, they in Jersey City. I'm like, Jersey City, New Jersey? Like, where? And then I'm like, oh, okay, what's there? I didn't know exactly. So I had to Google. I'm like, on my phone now, searching it up. And like he said, it's some, what, voodoo? Vuv Clico, oh. which is a, a champagne, I believe. Okay. Um, I'm sure, like, you've heard it in a rap song and stuff like that. But it's the Vuv Clico uh, Polo Classic, I believe. So, 2019. A polo match that these tickets was like 150 minimum dollars to pay for. For these people just to be on the grass, turning up. I mean, look, they had a great time. But I don't think the initial thing of that was to be at this event, dancing and 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 um just socializing with one another. Unless we turn into that, then cool. I thought the main event was supposed to be to watch a match mm. that was going on. Why can't we? Infl- so a lot of we talked about on this podcast about other people infiltrating our spaces and then sort of either gentrifying it or or making it booming and, and monetizing it why we can't <coughs> infiltrate certain spaces and, and do what we want with it because when we infiltrate it they're going to just shut it down well i'm saying they're going to cancel it it's not like we're going to infiltrate it now with ours they're not going to cancel nothing oh, okay. they, they, the black culture is on top right now okay so okay wait, wait. you're welcome that we're, that we're infiltrating it. Okay. I, I hope so. I mean, but again, it looked like a lot of people had a great time. Even uh, I talked to a couple of people at my job that went, and they was like, yo, you know, you could bring your own, uh, like, drinks and all that. Oh, you, you talked to some people that have gone Yeah, did, uh, Dave uh, from my department was up there, and cool. um, he was just saying it was a cool event. Again. He went to the most recent one? Or this Saturday. Yeah, this Saturday. Oh, yes, last Saturday. Saturday. So, um, I even saw my cousins. I'm like, they travel from New York. They go to, I'm like, again, I don't know what this is. Not to throw no shots at them. Shout out to y'all. But, um, I just. Sound like slander to me. No, I just, I, I, you could do that in your backyard. Slandering the fans. You could do that in your backyard. I don't know why y'all needed to, you know, how get you dressed. How you right. get everybody, you know, in their best dress, you know, in your backyard? Like, what are you talking about? Everybody. Tell everybody comfortable in your best dress. Because it looked like they was only socializing, you was only socializing with your people. I mean, maybe it was a mixed event. I gotta see some maybe some YouTube videos of it maybe, but again, let them live. I know. Shout out to y'all, <laughs> kings and queens. Y'all do y'all thing. Yeah, y'all look very eloquent. Eloquent again. Um, elegant with the G. I just don't. Okay. Just okay. Assist. Elegant. Thank you. Um, eloquent is like verbally, like you speaking well. That's fine. That's fine. Either both, both of it. Uh, there you go. You know, up top. Oh, no, it's we got it. Um, but yeah, uh, anything to add on that? Did y'all see anything? Talk to anybody? Or I didn't even know. That's, that's my first time hearing them. Yeah, it I was taught. I was because um, when I was with my dad at the uh, the following day after the roost picnic, I was asking him. I was like, "Oh, it seems like a lot of people are at that event, <coughs> that Clico event." He was like, "Yeah, it's a um, it's a hot ticket. Um, a lot of people um, really, you know, show out for that." So, uh, but. Kudos to however, however we found out about that, you know, <laughs> embrace it, you know, do your thing. If y'all enjoyed it, hey, I ain't mad at y'all. Continue on. Um, oh, 
Jay Z becoming the first hip hop billionaire. Hey. Speaking of Vuv Clico. Oh, I should have said that. The, and then Ace of Spades, you know, see, see, see how. Okay. It's, okay. it's fine. It's okay. fine. Okay, I'm learning. Leave, leave it to me. I no, like no, that. You I like that. My I bad. Like, I like that you're trying. I like that you're trying. I try to give you a little time to like jump in. You I know, know. my said Jay Z. Hesitate to jump in like Double Dutch. Anyway, speaking of the Vuv Clico. Polo Classic, another prominent hip hop artist who's invested heavily Watch into Ace of Spades champion <laughs> or, or champagne. Jay Z, Hove, Jigga, Jigga Sean, who? Sean Carter, whatever you want to call him, just make sure you call him a billionaire because that's what he is in hip hop right now. Mm. So do you, I'm going to go through some of the investments that Jay Z has made uh, in order to amass his billion uh, dollar valuation. Uh, so let's start off with. Uh, Ace of Spades, uh, also known as Armand de Brignac. I, I didn't even know that's how, what that stood for. Um, but he, uh, that his investment in that amounts to about three hundred and ten million dollars. Uh, he also has cash investments of two hundred and twenty million dollars. He is also a uh, had a joint venture with Duce, uh beverage, uh, you know, linked with Bacardi. Um, and that is around $100 million in valuation. He also uh, submitted a bid to purchase the Scandinavian streaming service, Tidal. That valuation is $100 million. Uh, he uh, makes money from Rock Nation, uh, which is his entertainment company. Um, that valuation is $75 million. And his music catalog alone for himself is $75 million. He has an art collection worth $70 million. And he has real estate endeavors worth $50 million. So that's sort of by the numbers, sort of the breakdown of how he's amassed his wealth. Uh, what do you guys have to speak to and this? And just about? to add, I think they also like, they do a valuation of uh, how much they think his spending is. So okay. they just subtract that out as well. Uh, like his net, you his know. Lav his yeah. lavagant lifestyle. Gotcha. Lavish lifestyle. But um, so um, however they do that, I'm glad, you know, he's, he's breaking that barrier of a, just a guy that went from just rapping you know, and it's, or supporting his family, but whatever uh, he engaged in prior to being a rapper, and to now that he has legitimate legitimate businesses, and now he can uh, pass this wealth through his his family. Yeah, now so. that's some billion dollars. That's major moves. You know, a lot of people don't get to that status over their whole lifetime, just uh, attaining that amount of money. So, to, for you to be able to reach that point while you're living and, and hold that value. I mean, like, you know, like you said, you know, it just goes to show, I think, also in, a, in addition to just passing that down to his family, I think it sets an example, sets the bar, you know, for, for people in the black community, hopefully, you know, to, you know, maybe adapt certain habits that he does have, you know, um, you know, uh, the multiple streams of income is definitely one that just like we, you heard Kyla going down the list. I mean, you know, when, when you have multiple levels of income. You know, that means you can stretch this. You can choose where you want to stretch yourself and you're not, you don't feel like cemented right. in one particular area. So You know what he said? What's better than one billion? Two. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so now he hit that first billion. That's it. You no, got to well, keep Well, Beyonce got to get to her. Because that she was the, the line yeah. was about. Yeah. She's at 400 million, I think, yeah. right now. But And she's also like what, 12 years younger. So True. I mean, she's, yeah. got, she's got plenty of time yeah. to get there. I'm not a business man. I'm a business man. I got it. my business. Yo, he's been doing the double entendres a lot. A long time. You know. Triple entendres. Don't even ask me how. Mm. It's quotables for days. For man. days. Nah, but um, I, I think this is super important important for um the hip hop culture in and of itself, uh, because he's really just showing laying the blueprint. Pardon the pun. You know. Again, it's, this guy's witty today. Man, look, I'm on fire. Hard in the pun. If, if you don't know Jay Z's catalog, his blueprint albums, but um, he uh, he's setting the blueprint for a lot of rappers and people just in the hip hop culture in general to sort of follow his mold. And like you said, Brandon, just have a lot of different streams of income, um, not just be reliant on album sales and, and touring and stuff like that, because you're going to get tired of touring. You yeah. know, once you get into your, your late 30s and 40s and things like that, you're going to want to do things that you, you want your money to be making money for you right. while you're while you're sleeping. Yes. Right. You don't want to have exactly. to be able to uh, always just go on and, and perform or put out a record in order to amass money. You want to you smart. 
people get rich by letting their money work for them. Yeah. So, um, shouts to Jay Z. Um, he's showing the way, and he's also invested. Not he's not just hoarding his money. Yeah. He's using his money for good. No, for instance, is, with definitely. Meek Mill's case. Yeah. Um, trying to get him, you know, new judges and, and things like that, or um, you know, helping with you know Nip- Nipsey Hussle in his career. Yeah. Um, he doesn't hoard his money. He, he uses it for a positive light. So, yeah. um, very proud of him, and, and hopefully, uh, sort of this is just continues. Yeah, yeah. Another, another, just another aspect too is like you know for for y'all that don't when you get that level of fame in whatever industry that you are in you know depending on you can use that fame now to kind of back your interests so like when like with Jay-Z obviously he got famous with his hip-hop and his music but he took that and applied it to you know I'm sure he likes indulging in a good time so he he, he put it into you know the the Duce you know that goes along with you know having a good time and you know he, I'm sure he gets the sales from the you know clubs people buying it in bulk things of that nature you know, he likes art, you know, he put it into art and, and now he's making money off of that, you know, I'm sure those are some of the, like his interests. So now, you know, take that fame and, and spread it, you know, and just put it into whatever you can. Yeah. And um, I, I think he, like you said, he does, he's not like just like um, thinking about himself. Yeah, when he's right. built in his, his, his wealth for himself. Uh, he's thinking about the community. Uh, other people, I, I hear like when he was doing the title thing, where he was allowing um, the artists to kind of get more of a percentage for their um, their music versus how like these record labels and different companies and, and uh, iTunes and all of them would do. So I think um, he's on to something. He's on to something, and I, we can use him as the like you said the blueprint uh, for everybody else to kind of follow in his footsteps. Real estate, uh, investing in certain. Uh, Technology, because yeah. you know, tech. We're going into a tech world now, right? Um, but doing it in an appropriate way, and it sounds like he doesn't mind giving his advice. Yeah. So if you're a hip hop, it sounds like a lot of people in the hip hop community are seen with him or talking with him. So I know for a fact that it, you know it's, it doesn't sound like you know I never heard someone talk bad about him. Yeah. So it sounds like he's a person that um That's, is that, willing to lend yeah. a hand out. You know, all you got to do is ask. Right. Close mouth don't get fat. Right. Type of thing. So. Uh, congrats, you know, again, turn that one bill to two, mm-hmm. uh, you know, help your wife, you know, your queen, hey. uh, turn her, her her millions into billions as well, and y'all gonna be a power, y'all, y'all a power couple as it is, yeah. so. I'm sure he's already got that mentality, I'm just scratching the surface. Yeah, and if you want to pay my loans off, we can talk, <laughs> hit me up. See, but the thing with that is, <laughs> Rob, Robert Smith was a, is a multi-billionaire, yeah. so he, he could do that. Look, mm-hmm. I ain't talking about everybody yeah. just mine. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he can pay mine. He's not going, so he's going to hit you up. No, yeah, I'm, hey, what up? What relationship y'all got? We from the we from the hood. You know what I mean, the gutter. Y'all not even from the same project. So we got to be from the same project for me to get bread? Come on. Jay. Jigger. Jigger, man. I ain't begging, but what's up, man? Talk Jigger to me. One, one hustler to Jigger another. Who? <laughs> hustler to another. Anyway, yeah. on that note, so as, as you're all aware, Jay-Z has touched that Summer Jam stage. Let's go to some of the people that have just touched that Summer Jam stage this past weekend. Summer Jam. Oh, um, Meg Thee Stallion. Right. You know, cool. And Cardi B was up there. Yeah, Cardi was like second to last, I think, next to, I mean, or last, and like Meek Mill was second to last. I think those two closed it out. Mm. I think it's like uh, Cardi B, like first time on stage in a while since uh, I think she was getting like a lot of surgery done on herself. Um, Do you guys have any ties to Summer Jam like that? Yes, but no. So right, Summer Jam is always like 15, 20 minutes away from where I live. Right. That um, that's always like a thing where the hottest rappers that from the New York area or the tri-state area is always there. Mm-hmm. So like growing up with the 50 Cent, you know, with the yeah, bulletproof rats yeah. going to the Summer Jam stage, you know, Ja Rule. Um, I don't personally go. I'm not a big concert gooer, right. but I know a lot of people around me. That's like I, I knew like I could, everybody on my IG was there. Like that's a thing where... You have to go to at least one. So I'm thinking about maybe going just for the experience of it. I think you might have missed the wave, though. What's the wave? I, like, I just don't think Summer Jam is like that thing no more. Well, I think then Summer Jam was more scary because it was a lot more altercations. Sure, but and... I guess it was like actually popping. People go, do people still go to Summer Jam? Oh, yeah. I mean, they fill out. They fill out. I mean, the only thing that issue is it rains a lot. Right. But other than that, I think... From a perspective of like getting all the main act, actress, um, actress, uh, recording artists uh, there, mm-hmm. um, and and then having a performance is great. And just just to see, you get to spend the ticket and and see all of them at once versus going to separate concerts. True. So true. What about you, Brandon? Any any ties to Summer Jam? Do you feel any any way about it? Yeah. 
concert's not really my thing like that. I mean, it's cool. I, I mean, I would go for just the experience, but I'm not like, put like this, I'm not doing like so much research before going. Like if, if I'm like, if we some one summer say, yo, let's just go just to get something experience, I would be down, I would be with it. Mm-hmm. Um, just to be like you said, for the principle of it, like I'm getting to see multiple people perform, you right. know, and I can, you know, get a full experience of that instead of trying to like spread everything out. So, I, I mean, I don't, I don't really got ties to it per se, but I'll be interested to go. Dig it. And think about it. Think of like Chance the Rapper, I think, was there either last year or a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. So, you get a chance to kind of see like the one or two like that, that blowing up at the time or at the time hot. Like, you know, um, and, and again, tickets, I think they range, if you get them early, like from like $60. But then you may end up paying like one forty or something. They got standing uh, rooms, yeah. uh, sections, or, or sitting in, like in the stadium yeah. in MetLife. Um, but um, again, I haven't been to a concert in general. Right. But if I had to, I would pick a concert where I know multiple people's music sure. versus just the main act, and like yeah. I don't know the, the 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 people that come on before that main act type yeah. of thing. You yeah. know. And I don't think that makes sense from an economical standpoint. Like you said, you get more bang for your buck. Right. Uh, but moving on from Cardi B to the script spelling B, there was an eight-way tie at this year's script spelling B. Yeah. What did you? We were watching this. Yeah, uh, fellas, we was. for a little bit during during that before the, uh, before finals, the NBA yeah. finals came on. What did you guys think about this eight-way tie? Uh, I mean, we was watching it, and it was just like, <laughs> like first of all, y'all gotta understand if y'all wasn't watching it, it they have to ask so they ask so many questions before they actually spell the word. So it takes like. You know, maybe like five minutes usually for them to. What is the origin it. of this word? Right. Can you use it in a sentence? Right. Are there any other pronunciations mm, of the word? That right. was a good one. That yeah, that was a good. Can one. you I repeat like, the pronunciation again? Like you know, like. To be honest, you know, when we was watching it, we was having we a good treat. old, we was having what? a good old time That's about right. this. We was treating it like a sports event. Yeah. We was like, nah, he about to mess up right. that word. Like, yo. You know? Oh, she, time's ticking. Like, yo, we like, yo, the, parent, the, the parent's definitely looking a little fishy, yo. Mm-hmm. He looked like he's eating some info, some info to his daughter. You had parents praying. You had <laughs> brothers and sisters there with their eyes closed, you know, muttering to themselves. It was it was entertaining to, to for a little while. Yeah. Uh, but then, you know, we had to get back to basketball. But I, I'm just not with the, um, like, I like having... A clear-cut winner yes like especially not an eight-way tie and I know it this sounds like the old man on the couch but like we gotta stop giving out participation trophies man like somebody's gonna win somebody's gonna lose I like a competitive nature because that's gonna light a fire under you the next time to try better if people know that they're going hey you get eight-way ties are they gonna go as hard? But I think but you can instill you can instill that in your kid, even if he does get an eight way tie. Because I mean, this I think at this point it just spoke to the level of competition around him. Because I think Maybe. everybody was just spelling everything right. Maybe, but then we could go. Then we just gonna go through the dictionary or, or something like that. Like I we, hear you. So because th- apparently it took it to the morning, right? Didn't it go into the morning? Like I, I think they were saying it went to the following morning. But I, I, there has to be some way of breaking a tie or at at, at here. What you could do is just the t- amount of time that they have to spell it. Now we going quicker. Oh, time limit. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah, and then yeah, you start okay. limiting that. Right. That boom. I like that. I like that. that. Okay. Like, I, I just fixed the script's yeah. national spelling bee immediately. Oh wow. I'm, I'm just saying, like outside of perspective, they say when you have an outside oh, set of fresh set of eyes, mm-hmm. you know, you, you're able to problem solve a little bit better. I think I solved it. All you got to do is once you get to a certain point. All right, boom. We about to start cutting down on the time, and if you don't answer it uh, or spell it in that amount of time, it's over. Now, I guess my thing is it's a spelling bee. Okay. I get it. It's a competition, but these kids are like 12, 13 years old. So, um, I think you, it's you more able about to compete the, at twelve and ten. And 11. But the thing is, these kids ain't those kids that are competitive type. Of, I mean, they maybe are. Yeah. They, but sure they, they look like they were all buddy you know, buddy. They yeah. was high fiving oh, each other. Right, it's good sportsmanship. That's yeah, for, it's for the cameras. Oh, okay. And behind the scenes, they like, you know, Timmy really can't. Timmy's trash. I, I spell I spell words around him. Like I think this is more uh, for I spell kids. Words to, around him. They can, like this is like the ones like they all can get accepted to that same school type of thing. Sure. Like yo, let's look. Well, the the winner from like last year is going to Yale. Like yeah. when she was doing the yeah. interview. So I was like, these Shout kids are all gonna be fine. But still, I, I'm not with the eight-way tie. But see, now I don't know if they did though because we wasn't watching it. So may, they might have started doing that. Doing you know what? what? Like t- knocking some of the time down, like you said, like okay, but then each we, round. But then we we going until it's like five seconds. Like we going like you got to spell it right away. At first, it was like, like it was like two minutes, right? 
And then, boom, we're knocking it down to one minute. Okay, boom. Now you only got 30 seconds. You you don't even have time to a- ask these questions. So now everybody's going to lose this. So what nobody everybody lose? Going, <laughs> but somebody's going to get it right, though. Are you sure? If somebody tells you to spell it? a word in five seconds. You don't have to spell it in five seconds. What I'm saying <laughs> is you, you adding that time limit is going to add pressure to them. They're going to mess and up. And they might mess up. Oh, and, oh and because, I thought you because, meant actually because spelling. Right, because when you can't ask those questions, like what is the, the language of origin? Are there any other pronunciations? Yeah. Uh, et cetera, et cetera. You're not able to decipher. You can only go off of what he said. Right. And so now, based off of what he said, now, I, boom, I got to spell it in 30 seconds. Right. If I can't spell it, then boom. So right, right, so then if he gets it incorrect, you already heard what, how he tried to spell it. Now the next person it may help him and give him a little clear uh, advantage. No I, no, I get it, but I'm saying if, if you telling somebody to spell if spell a word in, in five seconds, that's what I'm saying. Exactly. It, might not, it might not you, get to you five know, seconds. Not, I'm, not, not, I'm saying oh, just still to, diminish it until okay. until you have. So, I, mean, so I think the bottom would be maybe thirty seconds. You get thirty seconds. Mr. Literal over but what here. I'm saying my fault. But 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 the point is, so if two people, no, I get the point. No, I get the point. I was just yo, I was just talking about the five because I was like, how you expect the kid to spell? Sorry, I didn't mean to. That's my fault. That's my fault. But I mean, shout out to them. I think originally they thought it was going to split like a a trophy and they all the fifty thousand dollar prize, but instead they're giving them all fifty thousand dollars and a trophy as well. So cool, they all win. Is not like. You know, each kid is only getting, you know, a, a couple thousand. They all get to 50. So, shout out to them that helps save for the family. They, they came up with a lot of bread. Well, that. like you said, these kids go to probably go to these private schools. And, I'm just going to go and say the organization that had to pay oh, out the Oh, bread. got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. I mean, it. I mean so on national television, you would hope the, the ad space and different stuff. I don't know. Whatever. Well, um, I'm, I'm definitely going to be in tune to the Spelling Bee competition next year. Uh, please pick another day than the first game of the NBA Finals. I mean, yeah. They, I mean, the NBA Finals. I don't know if they had that schedule like beforehand, so they probably <sighs> they kind of just in a. Hey, so, sometimes things keep being pushed around. Bump it up. I don't know what you got to do. Um, but overall, great event. Yeah. Uh, uh, keeping it on like sports and being competitive. Mm, I like that. Uh, there was a boxing match that mm-hmm. just uh, took place with versus David and Goliath. I like what you did there. You like that? I, I'm trying. Um, we had Anthony Joshua versus Andy uh, Ruiz was mm-hmm. the fight, I guess, for the heavyweight bo- uh, boxing match or something. Yeah, so I mean, Andy Anthony Joshua owned four belts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think like the IBF, something other. He only like four different belts. And then the other belt out there that he doesn't own is owned by Anthony Wilder. And that's the only other Deontay one. Deontay Wilder. Why did I say Anthony Wilder? Sorry, I missed Anthony Joshua. It. Deontay Wilder. My mm-hmm. apologies. Um, so this guy, Anthony Joshua, has been ducking Deontay Wilder. So he tried, decided to take this fight with Andy Ruiz, thinking things were going to be sweet. And boy, was he wrong. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, so everybody everybody now is like, yo, I don't need to get in a sheet for summer all. for what? At what all. What I need to when do. When you got Andy Ruiz, not going to do So Andy Ruiz was a heavy underdog. Uh, Anthony Joshua, this guy is from the UK. He looks like he's carved out of marble. Uh, like a Greek god, and then Andy Ruiz is uh, portly, uh, <laughs> overweight, uh, some might say, um, uh, obese might be a word to describe him, oof, oof. but but he got them hands though, them hands don't, you know, got, got the speed, hands so, not obese. so anyway, hands uh, move. <laughs> it went about seven rounds, uh, or not about seven rounds, uh, Andy Ruiz ended up knocking, or TK, getting a TKO over Anthony Joshua, uh, knocked him down a couple times. Um, and then the ref called the fight because Anthony Joshua didn't de- uh, seem fit to fight uh, at the end of that seventh round. So, so I, 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 I need to stop reading things sometimes. So, okay. it's a couple of conspiracy theories. Shoot. Uh, one thing that I w- they were saying that uh, someone from maybe the um, Anthony Joshua's camp put out was he was battling anxiety uh, from a sparring match that he did the day before where um, whoever he was sparring with uh, knocked him out and having a, a knockout by somebody because usually you spar with somebody not as good as you usually spar somebody just to keep you sharp and if the fact that he knocked you out could be like a red flag well whoa maybe I ain't ready yet or whatever mm-hmm. but that was the one thing or two they was it looked like he was throwing that match it looked like he was just falling on like I mean he I mean he was getting hit but like he was, it looked like someone had his kids or I somebody my, hostage. I broke he was my back. Hard, it yes. didn't look like he threw it. My so so I want to address the both of them. So I'll address the first one. The first one, if he's getting knocked out in his um, training matches, That's, then he, yeah. he don't need to be 
Like, and if that's shaking your confidence to the core, to the fact that you're not ready to fight Andy Ruiz, you don't need to be in that ring anyway. Yeah. So, so they try to get they, it rescheduled. So then he that ain't rescheduled, <laughs> rescheduled his hands. So, like, so he deserves that if that's the case. And then secondly, if he do, I don't see him throwing it because Anthony Joshua is backed by that streaming platform, the Zone, right? So the Zone is the are the people that were like streaming the the fight. So if he's their racehorse, they would have a vested interest in him winning. But There's no the odds though could be though. I'm not saying somebody from his camp. The, so if I'm, I'm going like Las Vegas odds. There's a it's so much more of a probability that Anthony Joshua will win. So, um, but you hurt, you hurt your career so much by that. That's such a risk to take to throw a match, like it, especially when he had a mega fight coming up with Deontay Wilder, where he would have made a lot more money. I, I can't foresee him having made uh, made enough money to throw a match, and I don't think that really happens anymore. Maybe, maybe they ain't on him. Maybe someone had like I said, a, a family member hostage. Man, I don't know. No, no. Nah, but again, I'm reading. Really. I was just looking at that fight. I'm like, there's no way, man. I get like a, a Buster Dougley, Douglas. Uh, knocking a, a, a Mike Tyson, I get it, you know, on a good night, a uh, good form. But man, this Ruiz, I, I, he was just throwing just wild stuff. That's like a boxing one on one that you know put the gloves up, and he even looked like he was trying to defend himself. That so I don't know. I'm not a big uh, expert in, in boxing. Neither am I. But the but, science, as they call it, but it just looks like Anthony Joshua doesn't have the technical skills. He's a lot of brawn, but as far as you know, feet movement, as far as head movement, skill, uh, you know, being able to sort of play defensively. I don't know anything about boxing but, either, but he just doesn't look like a skilled fighter. Are you basing that off that one in fight? Because I'm no, pretty I, sure. So I, I, I've fights? seen his okay. highlights and okay. stuff like that. Because I was looking at when Deontay Wilder was fight, getting ready for the fight, yeah. and I was like, well, who's this Anthony Joshua do? And he did an uh, interview with the Breakfast Club, right. so I was like, let me check him out. I was like, he just looks like a hulking dude. And he didn't even have like any oppressive knockouts to me, to be honest, for him to be that big. Right. So, uh, you know. And it, or my last sense was this Drake curse. It's, oh, oh, yeah. That's real. Yeah. No, that's 100% real. <laughs> for sure. Because he put a picture, I guess, a post of a picture with Drake not too long ago. And he, and he wouldn't even be funny with the caption. He said, you know, uh, I'm going to prove that the Drake curse is false or something. Ha. Huh. Little did he know. Oh, it's, it's it's strong. That's stronger than a little B curse that may put be put on people. So, <laughs> big yeah. facts. So that's why the Raptors are losing in five. But uh, that's another point. Anything on that B? No, I mean the fight. I mean, I saw. I just I didn't really watch it too much, but uh, I did get all the like social, a little bit of the social media buzz. Like people was tweeting like, "Yo, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't even want to go work out no more. I don't need to." You know, dad bought summer twenty summer yeah, twenty nineteen. Yo, they showed. <laughs> A picture of both of them like six years ago. Yeah. And how like oh, Anthony yeah, Joshua that. was fighting in the Olympics winning yeah. gold. Yeah. And and Andy Ruiz was like selfies. taking selfies yeah. and his his, and his mirror no, yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> looking funny. crazy. Well apparently Ruiz is an Olympic um boxer as well and he only had one uh loss before this fight. Um so he's not like any, he's not no slouch. You know, but he came in and underestimated him, and he got what he deserved. He got knocked out. And then I also saw... Um, uh, you underestimate your opponent. That's a fact. Uh, I think on Twitter, uh, Stephen A. has been very vocal okay. about uh, this shouldn't happen. He's calling Andy uh, Ruiz uh, Butterbean and, like, different, oh, yeah, like, yeah, he, crazy <laughs> names. He did look like Butterbean. <laughs> but, like, things like that, it could be offensive, And but he's, like, coming crazy. Like, yo, this makes no sense. Um, and then um, Canelo Alvarez kind of came to uh, Andy uh, defense yeah. and was like, yo, Steven, you really don't know nothing about boxing. boxing. Yeah. You're very a skeptical person. Uh, and he was trying to say, like, you know, like you said, Andy boxes, you know, yeah. was, and in and, and that sport, it's a it's a fighter's chance, a yeah, puncher's exactly. chance. So anybody could be anybody on any given day. Yeah. It's not like, you know, it's like Muhammad got knocked out. Yeah. Tyson, uh, Mike Tyson got knocked out. Right. You know, Evander Holyfield got knocked So anybody can win on any given day, given, you know, how you prepare for the fight. Right. You know, your, your game plan into that fight. Exactly. So he was trying to break it down. And, like, you know, so Stephen A is getting a lot of heat right now from a lot of people in the boxing world about this. So. Yeah, I mean Stephen. I think I mean he he. We already know his mo. Sometimes it's a kind of stir the pot. Anyway. And he he has to talk for a living. Yeah. So like it's a it's a popular topic. If he doesn't know anything about it, what he's supposed to be like? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, like, right. No, he has to say something. Right. He has to say something. Right. So like I I don't look too much into that. Yeah. But uh, 
<laughs> that dad bought of Andy Ruiz looks like he could eat some fruits and vegetables, <laughs> like a couple apples. Right. Speaking of Apple, the popular streaming service is now moving away from iTunes. They're pulling the plug on iTunes. They're moving to now podcast, Apple Music, and what's the other one? iBook. Right? iBooks. Yeah. iBooks. So um, now when I first got this alert to my phone, I was like, wait, what do you mean in getting rid of iTunes? Because I was like, you know, what, what's going to happen to all the, like, the music that I have on my phone? But apparently it's not supposed to be like that. What's, what's the deal with this? Um, from what I read is iTunes used to be the centralized place that you go to to purchase music, uh, uh, different content with books, uh, podcasts, and, and different of, of such of that nature. Mm-hmm. But um, I think the point now is you can do that directly off those other separate apps. Okay. Yeah, so right, so right. like iTunes itself is going away, but the the, the content that that iTunes was um, had on it providing it's still going to be is like so now you go to Apple Music you're going to have Apple Music you're going to be able to purchase the content right in there you don't have to go right to iTunes to purchase whatever you need right you go to Apple Music you will be able to purchase it you go to your podcast whatever they have there that maybe in app purchases and stuff you can do it right there. And same thing with iBooks, you could purchase your books to have it uh, downloaded into your phone in PDF form and stuff, right on those those concepts. So yeah. it was like iTunes wasn't being utilized now anymore right. because it's already being associated with those other three. It, apps. it makes sense. It yeah. makes sense. Like you know, I remember back in the day, that's what happened. You know, you used to download everything from iTunes, and then it goes to your you know um, you know Apple you know ID or whatever. And now, like you were just saying, everything is just separated. So now I can just easily go into those apps. You know, separately as I please, right. and not have to go scrolling and say, "Let me go to the uh, podcast section of iTunes, or let me go to the books or music or whatever, what have you." So, mm-hmm. a lot of people got it misconstrued. People, Apple Music is still here. You can still listen to music. Yeah, I was worried. You know? But so one of the things that did, did get me thinking about, you know, because everything's more moving towards streaming, right? Yeah, right. I was just thinking about like, what about all of the very seminal or um, this like really important like mixtapes, you know, back in the day, like your you know the um, like the uh, no ceilings, like no ceilings, yeah. like a um, Friday Night Lights, correct. Yeah. So like, what what happens now? to all of that? Does that get converted no, to the yeah. streaming or like right. what, what what's gonna happen with the the popular mixtapes you know right. that we grew up on? I mean, so they're still gonna be on the music app now. So the thing is, the main thing is a lot of people were saying is, hey, I have iTunes. On my computer, yeah. You know, we like to chuck. You know, when you plug in our yeah, phone, right. iTunes. Yeah. Right. Um. Now I think they're saying you just have to download the music. There's gonna be like a music app. Yeah. Like the how yeah. we have it on our yeah. phones automatically. Right. It's gonna be something of that nature, mm-hmm. where it should be able to be transferred over there, associated with your your like your Apple ID like or if iCloud. You, so like if you download it something separately and then want to add it to your already like, cause see, here's my thing though with that, cause I got Apple Music right. Yes. And what happens is a lot of the all the music basically that I downloaded before, like everything is that I downloaded before is still in my library, but it's Correct. just not playable. Right. Which is like so that it's sucks. like so it's like you can't so it's like you can't really download anything if you have Apple Music. What you mean is not playable. You can't so you, you can't go and say, Alright, I wanna download like you know how you know, in college we used to go on like YouTube and convert it or something yeah, like that. Yeah, okay. To, convert, right yeah, right. Convert it, again. Still right. use that. Okay. convert it, you know, to to your MP3 file, and then you can put it onto your list of music or whatever. Oh, you can't do that now. You can't do that now because it has it basically Apple Music is all it has all the available music there. So they're like, why are we? Why you have downloading? Why are you downloading oh. something from a separate entity? Right. right, which which makes sense because those are all ways that were I guess illegal streaming right. of download of an album. So exactly. But now it's not allowing me to hear my my classics. The only way you could do it is go SoundCloud. Mm. Wait, so some of those stuff is not already in, um... Like, for instance, like... They don't have mixtapes on here. Like, Acid Rap. Right. I'm not gonna... Like, I have Acid Rap on my phone, but that's be, that's from the old stuff. Yeah. So, like, I, it, it's not on um, Apple Music. Like, I can't type in Acid Rap and got it. pull that up, you know? Acid right. Rap. Yeah. Not even there. It, it doesn't got like, it. Like, so, so what you... I mean, so from my understanding then is, um, depending on what type of computer you have, um, like, example, if I have an HP... I still can play those music off of um, the Windows Media Player, then, you know. So I maybe you may won't you may won't be able to play it on your iPhone, but it sounds like you wouldn't be able to play it now anyway. Mm. So the main thing is about it is you have to uh, play it on another um, 
music entity like, like Windows Meet, like right? right. Yeah. Or another app that they can play that. I use SoundCloud for the mixtape stuff personally. Mm. Okay. But, I mean, because like I, I don't think Spotify would have like anything like that either. I think Spotify, Apple Music, they're the ones that usually just have strictly like the albums, like it's, the studio it's bad. albums. And so now, what, what I'm thinking might happen is, so for instance, like Drake just re-released So Far Gone, right? Right. But obviously that was one of his popular mixtapes, and then he put it on Apple Music as right. like a quote-unquote like new release. Right. I wonder if the popular ones might be, but I, I think Drake only is the only one with that much stain to like get to his mixtape converted to being able to be streamed on Apple. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, basically... What like, this I would like to see Kendrick's on there too. Kendrick's had, sure. Kendrick had mixtape. Now, too. I don't know if it's going to be the case, but it says users will have access to their entire music library whether they downloaded the songs purchased them or ripped them from a cd uh you'll just have to use the new music app instead of itunes so it sounds like so are they I fixing mean, apple music then with that i guess because well, I've, I've never had i've never been able to do it because I've, it's in my library like it's, I hope it's so. in my library well i don't know because i'm trying to think now i don't think itunes is on your phone no no it is like no. oh, the itunes store yeah, is yeah but you don't well, use bottom, itunes one isn't that itunes like it's like on the bottom right where it just has the Oh, no, yeah, that's, that's, that? that's music. That's Apple Music. Oh. That's the new thing that they're going yeah, to. The iTunes? iTunes is this one. The, where, the one to start. Oh, yeah, they can but, get rid of that. Right, they don't really use it. That's right. why it's yeah. saying it's taking up space yeah, into they, your phone. Yeah, they could dub that. Right, but the thing that I but guess that's basically main, what iTunes is. That's basically iTunes. Right. The main thing about iTunes, which is when it comes to your computer. Yeah. Like you said, with the music, but it sounds like there's going to be an Apple Music that's going to be able to be downloaded to your computer and it's going to be like the extension of. Where you can play that music, so it just doesn't sound like you're gonna be able to play it on your phone, but you'll still have it on your computer. And no, stuff yeah, no, computer makes sense, yeah. right? So that's gotcha. that's that. Um, but I'll uh, shout out to I, uh, uh, Apple, uh, just maybe lower your, your phone prices, maybe that can be something that can be beneficial to your users, yeah. I mean, no, I think this is something beneficial, I think it's just gonna make it a little easier just to navigate, uh, giving it different uh, platforms so people can see. What's going on instead of going to a big one and trying to figure out what, where they're where they're going to or what section they want to go to as far as what they want to purchase? Yeah, sure. so. I think the main reason they said is it's gonna it's simplifying uh, Apple as well as taking unnecessary space with this one app because you can't right. delete certain apps. Right exactly now. right. That's the one. Sure. That's one of them. Yeah, right. it's a native to the to the uh, phone. Uh, speaking of streaming. Uh, Netflix, the streaming platform, just released a Netflix documentary, or not a documentary, it's sort of a dramatization. Um, it's see called Where, uh, When They See Us, and it's by Ava DuVernay. Uh, Dwight, you had some points that you wanted to sort of speak on to this? Um, I think a lot of people have saw it. I know y'all two haven't seen it. Um, it is a very tough watch. I only got through the first episodes of four-part series, I believe, and um, this is about uh, the Central Park Five, they call it, but... Um, where uh, a group of teenagers in New York City uh, was accused of raping and beating uh, a, a young lady that was jogging in that park late at night. Um, and they found out they didn't do it later. Uh, the two people that was involved with it came forward and, and, and admitted to the crime. But kids um, from the age of 14 through 16 had to go and do jail time anywhere from 5 to, in, uh, to 13 years yeah. in a prison I think the most recent one got out like in 2002 or something. Yeah. But um, this docu-series or however you want to call it, um, it just shows the other side of it. You know, th while the trial was going on and stuff, I mean, I don't really remember it as much, but my parents do. Yeah. Um, grandparents, and, you know, they could talk about it and say they remember it vividly. But just to see, you know, some of this stuff wasn't surfaced. They, they, they knew about the injustices and stuff, but just putting it into perspective, for, especially even for the younger generation to see, Oh man, it's very disturbing to watch. Um, it's something that can get you enraged. Um, but basically, it was showing you about uh, how the justice system do, does things. I don't know if it's still the way they do it now. I haven't been in that system, but how they was trying to pin these guys against one another to form a case. You know how they do their tactical and investigation interrogations, where they they lie like yo. Your friend is already telling on you. Yeah, yeah. They you know, do that, so yeah. you either can come clean, yeah. or you to gonna do put ten him, years. Put them in a corner, yeah. Right, and um, this is stuff that people say that a lot. Why a lot of times uh, young African Americans uh, take a plea right. versus defending themselves because sometimes a plea saves them the, the hassle 
And especially because if you don't, you it could be completely see. innocent and still you. face 20 years if you don't have a good lawyer. Uh, it shows, it kind of in a way like this justice system shows that um, it favors rich people. Uh, because if you have money and you have a parent that can afford a lawyer that um, knows. Because this is something where lawyers go in, they have a different type of relationship when it comes to judges and different stuff versus a, a regular person that's defending themselves or getting a public defender. Um, so that's a lot of times of why uh, the conviction rate of, of African Americans or people of color are so much higher in these urban areas because they don't have a, a lawyer and they're going against a prosecutor that has a great record against with a public defender or someone that's appointed by uh, the the system the city. And even to that point, what you were talking about, you know, favoring or the justice system favoring the wealthy, um, just the issue of bail yeah. is, a, is a big issue because you might not even be, somebody might have accused you of a crime and you get arrested and you might not have even done it, right. but because you don't have the money in order to bail out, um, you have to sometimes sit and, and wait to be, you know, stand trial. Yeah. And that could take, you know, God knows how long. Right. Especially if you get, you know, convicted in, you know, New York City, right. um, you know, of something. They might send you to Rikers and you haven't even been convicted of a crime yet b just because you haven't be been able to bail out. Yes. And so, you know, that it's really sad. And that's why, you know, you see people like, um, I think, I forget who it was recently that, uh, I think it was maybe T.I., but don't don't quote me, but was going around, you know, was paying bail uh, to get some of these people out because you haven't even, like, think about, you haven't even been convicted of a crime yet, but you're still in jail, basically. So, um, you and know. A lot can happen while you're in jail, man. Yeah, no, you're going to be really in there with, like, killers or, or, or people that really commit uh, crazy crimes. Um, the one takeaway that I want to say by watching it um, past the, the emotional part of it is um, it kind of teaches you to know, to get to know your rights. Yeah. Um, if you have any situations, Always ask for a lawyer. You you have a right to a lawyer. Um, that's something. Whether it's a public defense, a lawyer. So don't say anything until a lawyer is present. So I think the main thing is whether you know I can take from it now. If I somehow, God forbid, I ever get caught up in a situation or I have a kid, the main thing I want to you know educate and, and tell our listeners right now is, hey, wait waiting for a lawyer. Yeah. You know, hold 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 yourself out. Don't admit to anything or say anything because again, like the Miranda says, uh anything that you use uh will be used against you. Yeah. Anything you say or do will be used against you in the court of law. Right. And that is factual. Yeah, that's fact. Don't you know, every little every little thing. Everything. If you say I don't know, I forget or you say yes and then no. Yeah. Um they they take everything in consideration. So please, if you ever get put in a situation, God forbid, please, you know, uh know your rights. That's what please educate yourself. Uh, spread the knowledge to each other, um, and then again, if you ever get into interrogation, please wait until you have a lawyer. I don't even care if it's a public defendant. Wait until you have a lawyer present that knows, because these guys go to school for this. They understand how the justice system works. How what's the process is like? How does it wait to oh uh, wait for a hearing? How to apply for a hearing? You know what you know when you can say what you can't say, or how to reduce a sentence. Or because uh, a lawyer talks with the judge or the prosecutor, and sometimes they're coming together for an agreement. You know, they actually work with one another. You know, a prosecutor only cares sometimes is keeping their conviction rate high. You know, so you can see where you can kind of, you know, work with a lawyer. And so a good lawyer, sometimes a good lawyer comes in and like, what you do? Oh, okay. I know what that is. We're going to say this and, and, and reduce your sentence and not get you a sentence. You know, just pay a little fine or whatever case. So even find those those court, uh, lawyers that do pro bono, whatever the case may be. But please, you know, under know your rights. Uh, we live in a very sensitive time right now when it comes to on both sides with police and, and just regular citizens. You know, agitating each one another. Um, so if we can both do our part as regular citizens, just to you know understand what our what of our in the range of what we can and can't do. Um, still try to comply with officers, but if some case you get into a situation where they do arrest you, know your rights. Again, say, I want to speak to a lawyer, and then let the lawyers fight that battle. You trying to fight that battle yourself, it's kind of like they're like a joke. They laugh at you, maybe. I don't think you'll get taken serious. Uh, you have to have somebody in their world defend you and, and, and have them fight that, that case for you. So uh, that's some takes I got from it. I do recommend if you haven't seen it already, see it. Um, again, um, 
the lady that's the main person, uh, Linda Fairstein, I think is her name is. It's so interesting that you know a character is good when you hate the actress that's playing that character, yo. Like, I hate her face. It's like Game of Thrones when I hate King Joffrey. You know, I so if I see him now in any other movie, I hate him. And yeah. I'm going to say the same thing with this lady. Like, yo, like, that's a great actress, and that's a, a big role to play when you're playing somebody that's not going to... It's like a villain in a way. Yeah. Um, so I'm hearing now like, that she made her claim to fame as a prosecutor where she wrote a book on, you know, her, her convictions as well as, I think, this particular case as well. Um, and um, I think now um, people is coming... That's why I love social media in, in a way where they're coming together, and uh, um, I think she deactivated all of her social media platforms. And she's also being kicked off of any boards of trustee that they may be in. Um, well, I think uh, she was on the board of like a nonprofit organization, and they was like, "Wait, that's you? You her? Yeah. Oh no, nah, uh, I think it's best for you to step down right now." So I think her whole world is in a, a world of hurt right now. Um, I, I never wish any type of pain, suffering, um, but I think. I don't know what's justified or not, but she had five kids spend their lives, you know, their young kids' life in a, a, some type of solitary confinement. And I think her getting her show, her books canceled and different stuff and taking off the show, that's the least that can be happening. You know? I would agree. So, Compared to what they got, yeah. Oh, man. You know, I, I don't wish her any type of physical harm, uh, nothing. I think, again, it, you know, whatever you practice the belief you believe in. It's all about forgiveness still. So, again, she may have just been doing her job. Um, even though it, from the movie, the way they portrayed her, they was like, she. everybody was telling her, like, yo, we don't have no cases against these kids. It doesn't even make sense. And, you know, she was a firm, like, yo, we'll make it make sense. She was like, do what you got to do to put a story together because we're, we're going forward with this, you know. And it's just unfortunate that... At the expense of people's livelihoods. Yeah, I don't think I want to watch it. Right it's now. tough. It's tough. But I think <laughs> a lot going on. I think something like this can kind of. I mean, I think for people that don't know the story, yeah. I think it's good. Like you spoke about for the young kids, you know, that might not be familiar with it. But if I've heard the story before, and I, you know, I, I know the story, so I, I feel like adding that trauma um, wouldn't be beneficial. But I, I love Ava Dunier's work. Um, I think she does a fantastic job. Um, but uh, yeah, definitely go check that out uh, on Netflix. When they see us, I believe is the title yep. of the docu uh, docu series. Uh, so we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we are back with the Yuppie Noir podcast. So we're about to get into our sort of little uh, debate segment or just our conversation segment where we talk about something related to uh, the business world, the corporate America environment. And one of the things that sort of uh, came across my desk or um, you know I was listening to recently was a podcast um, called Planet Money. And they basically, uh, it's a, or not necessarily finance, but an economics podcast. Um, but they were talking about how currently the unemployment level is one of the lowest that it's been in decades. Um, it is currently at 3.6 uh, at the time of the rec them recording the podcast. I think it might be down to like 3.5 now. Um, however, so basically they were sort of outlining in the podcast that, you know, since unemployment is so low, um, you know, for the first time since like the 50s or 60s, the power is in the hands of the employee and not the employer. Um, so basically, why does this matter? Uh, since the unemployment rate is so low, it basically means that the quit risk is high. So the fact that you know the employee has the ability to be able to quit their job and uh, you know more easily find other work or uh, employment elsewhere that is to their liking. So basically, the ability of the employee to go to their employer and ask for a raise. Um, or else uh, risk quitting um, is now an option that an employee has. Um, when unemployment is higher, the leverage is on the side of the employer, and they could say, well, if you don't like it or like the wage I'm paying you, then quit then. Right. And, and, you know, the, the, person, the employee would be hard-pressed because the job market would be a lot tougher. Right. Um, so I just kind of wanted to use that as a springboard a little bit um, for um, – Sort of some. What do you guys think about negotiating? Have you learned any tips or tricks um, about negotiating 
um, in the sort of corporate America work environment or what has somebody imparted upon you in terms of knowledge about negotiating? Um, shooting high, you know, um, when you go into, you know, these interviews, and, um, you know, going over your, you know, values and what you've brought into other previous jobs, um, you can um, maybe use that as a way to set the bar a little bit higher for yourself, especially going to somebody who hasn't really worked with you in like a completely different company before, you know, where they can't really go back and, you know, they have it on hand to trace back if you, you know, have any, like anything on your record or if you have any particular uh, bonuses or benefits, you know, that were listed on your, um, you know, profile that you have with the company. Um, I always was told just to, you know, if you have like a certain mark that you want to make, you always kind of aim a little bit higher. So that would kind of lead the employer to say, all right, you know what? Consider, let's consider that and then find a way to meet in the middle because then if they do take it lower, you're already at what you, you know, wanted to get at the first place. So, i.e., if you wanted to get like 55000 you might say, hey, can I get sixty-two? You know, a sixty-two. I was thinking about sixty-two as my particular worth, you know, as far as my salary goes. But um, Interesting. Did not know that. That sounds like a, a great thing to have now. I'm going to try to use that in my next uh, negotiation. Hopefully it doesn't backfire because this is where I'm a little curious because if unemployment's at all-time low or since the 60s, that also means where your employer can be like, hey, you can leave and we can hire somebody else to do your job and pay them less than you as well, right? Well, so I think that it's actually the opposite of that, right? Because uh, every a lot of people have a job, right? So if unemployment was higher then they would be like, oh, there quit. are a lot of people that okay. want your job. Okay. So being that unemployment is so low, if you quit, I might have, a, as an employer, I might have a harder time finding somebody because okay. everybody already has jobs anyway. Got it. Okay. Um, so then t t now that you break it down in that way, um, I think it's um, a great thing. I think this is great for us because I don't think employees really have the uh, power in a while. You know, since we're having now. So I'm interested to see how it works. I'm definitely going to read up a little bit more to, to know how to go about it in the correct way. Uh, but this is great to know when it comes to now we're, we're trying to get paid. You know, uh, especially in, I think my our generation, uh, with debt being at an all-time high, coming out of student loans and different stuff. Shoot, we need to get how we can get it. And I know our, our skill sets are still valuable. Mm -hmm. um, we're still valuable than the, the people that are working that are maybe late 50s or 60s. Um, so uh, no shots at them. But I think um, us being able to multitask, uh, being familiar with technology, yeah. um, being able to, to bridge the gap in a, a, in a new way of thinking. Quick learning. Yeah. You know, so, quick adaptability. Yeah. So... Uh, and, and I, I think one of the things, another thing that was in this uh, podcast episode was about a two-tiered uh, pay scale. Okay. So what they were talking about with this was that, you know, at somewhere in like, I forget what years, maybe it was like the 80s or 90s, companies were like, all right, well, we've been paying th uh, this particular worker at this type of wage, but anybody coming in, and we're gonna to continue to pay them at that, but anybody coming in now, we're gonna significantly lower it, right? Mm -hmm. So for the same job, you know, they're gonna be a lot, paid a lot less. And I feel like at our sort of line of work, especially back in, you know, before the financial crisis and things like that, you know, it was on and popping for this organization which we work for. And then once things got a little murky and somebody had to sort of bail them out, then everybody coming in now, all right, now we slashing prices. Right. Now the income and salary is X, Y, and Z, right? So it's a lot lower. So, you know, there, there are certain, um, you know, the economy is, is, is fluid, right? And so you have to know when to strike when the iron's hot. It's, it's like a buyer's and seller's market, yeah, right? Right, right? Right now it's a, you know, it's an employee's market, right. you know? So we got to take advantage of the time because it's not going to be here, you know, for, for that often, yeah, right? Right, right? So I think definitely in that, in, in my future negotiations, I'm definitely going to maybe negotiate a little bit harder uh, just because I know that, you know, with this little bit of information, I want to let be able to leverage that to my best ability to, to get while the getting's good mm. and then set that benchmark higher for then my next role after that, yeah. right? So. Yeah, and then think about it. You right because they can't offer you low because now everybody's gonna be coming in with that same mindset. Exactly. Oh no, we yeah we asked for that same amount of money too. Exactly. So so what we doing? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And another thing that I've just picked up from you know hearing things is that a lot of so for instance 
it pays not and I don't know if I would necessarily do this myself just because we've been conditioned in a manner that you don't talk about religion, you know, your politics or your finances, right? Yeah. So, but one of the things that economists say is that when you actually share or have candid conversations about your salaries, um, it can actually help help yourself as well as your peers. I agree. The, 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 the reason that an employer doesn't want you to talk about your salary is because then you can gauge what somebody else is getting. Right, exactly. And then now That's you guys gonna create, can, right. it's going to create everybody sort of wanting a level playing field, right? right? So if, they're, if the employer is able to pay somebody X, somebody a little bit lower than X, and then somebody even lower than that, it, for for the same work, they're they're making they're making out like bandits because now I don't I have less expenses. I remember that's what it was like when uh, I know you know when we got our um, our you know our bonuses at, um, earlier this year. You know the one thing that uh, our director would always say, yo yo, just keep this right, keep this yeah, to yourself, yeah, keep yeah. this to yourself, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, maybe the bonus aspect, cool, maybe, but I I, I always ask this question and. Um, I, I always say, if you don't mind me, if they, they choose to answer it or not, it's on them. But I like to ask, like, yo, how much you make? Yeah, we, 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 we kind of, I mean, me and some of the uh, my, my coworkers that I, I've known fairly long, we kind of like, all right, this is what it was. But it wasn't like a situation where that was going to affect, like, all right, you know, dang, that's crazy, like, da-da-da-da, you know. But it's still, you know, it's still, I, I get that perspective because it's just, like, you don't want people to, to create that, you know, bad chemistry. Yeah, sure. Way. But, the, uh, like, I think you might have said it earlier, uh, Dwight. Um, Dwizzy. You, pardon me, Dwizzy. Um, you say you don't, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take, right. but also you get a, a 100% of everything you don't ask for. Yep. Yeah. So if you're not asking, a closed mouth don't get fed. Yep. So if you got to ask for that promotion, you know, you got to ask for these things. You know, a lot of, and I don't want to speak for women, but um, one of the things that I've heard from, you know, about, you know, women is that they don't always ask for what they're worth. You know, sometimes they're happy with, with what they get and they just feel happy to be here. You know, no, you gotta you gotta challenge your boss. You gotta challenge and make sure that you're you're being compensated for the work that you do. Yeah, um, I'm all so. for women making you know equally or more than men. Sure. So they can start taking us on dicks. Yeah, that's I, what I'm saying. I know me. I know a great example was when, was my first manager at the job, Angel. Yeah, you know, shout she, out to she, she's a, she's a note, one of I know the, I know women that work in corporate that are you know on their grind and always kind of. Achieving and striving for that next best thing. So I, gotta, big I gotta actually hit her up. Yeah, see how no she doubt, going. no doubt. That's yeah. the homie. Yeah. But anyway, any any parting shots that you guys had? I just wanted to maybe touch on that for a little bit because I think it's very important. Um, you know, to one, uh, ask for your worth and and also negotiate because they're not gonna give it to you. You know, they're gonna look for every way to shortchange you and, and things like that. Um, cause so that they make out better. So they're in business. They yeah. trying to save a dollar. No yeah. doubt. So, uh, so make sure you're fighting for that, that salary. You know, know your worth, kings and queens out there. This has been another episode of the Yuppie Noir Podcast. Signing out. Squad. Baby, you get it.